This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Tuesday. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Gina, the cheese whiz at Venissimo Cheese. And today I am going to talk, um, is made in the USA okay? And we're going to talk to somebody that has traversed the USA from east to west. Her name is Caroline. <laughs> She's an excellent monger at our Liberty Station shop. Welcome, Caroline. Hi, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good, good. well. Good, ready, good. Ready to talk some cheese? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of coffee. Yeah, this is good. This is a good. So this is a girl. She she knows her stuff. Like I said, I'm going to let her, you know, tell us a little bit about first, you know, kind of where you're from. And, cool. and uh, Yeah, I am be. from um, northern Vermont. I'm actually from a town called St. Albans, which has a cheese named after it now, which is really exciting, uh, from Vermont Creamery. So that's really fun. That is, is it as cute as you? It's much smaller with much smaller than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's um, a really small town in a dairy farming community in uh, Franklin County, Vermont. And I grew up um, going to school with a lot of dairy farmers. I didn't grow up on a farm, but working on some and kind of having some comfort level with your usual cheddar. And yeah, um, there's not a ton of really creative stuff up there or there wasn't when I was growing mm -hmm. up. Um, there is definitely more so now, including the cheese that is named after the town. Yeah. How um, nice. How big was the town then? Like how many people? God, I how many people live there? Um, Ish. Probably like 7,000. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I so tiny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think we still have the only state capital without a McDonald's or a Starbucks in it. That's crazy. <laughs> that is that's just so wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I went to school in New York, actually, mm -hmm. for art history because I have a really wide-ranging love of Western European history and Romance languages. And um, ironically, all of that really ties – back into cheese where I landed. Yeah. Um, I worked in New York for a while, traveled, and ended mm -hmm. up in Chicago, um, coming further west. Mm -hmm. And when I got to Chicago, I saw a job posting for a company called Pastoral, mm -hmm. um, which has been around for, I believe, 12 or 13 years mm -hmm. now in Chicago. Um, and the posting was something like artisan cheese and meat. And I was like, oh, I believe in that. That sounds good. Okay, I believe in it. <laughs> let's see what this is about. And right. um, I went in, and they were nice enough to hire me with no experience. And um, I worked there for, I believe, the next two and a half years. And really, I gosh, I had no idea the depth and breadth of... Yeah, um, just fell in love with the cheese. Yeah, mm -hmm. and what they have is a really great um, focus on and belief in um, and relationships with amazing American producers. So that's yeah. really where I fell in love with American farmstead stuff. And I joke that even when I'm talking to anybody about the great cheeses of Western Europe, you know, the most famous important stuff there is, yeah. I always wind up being like, oh, and there's an American version of this, or there's exactly. you know, somebody trying this out here. Yeah. Um, it always turns into American farmstead. Right. Um, you can tie it right back in. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And about a year ago, um, I'm in California now, about a year yeah. ago, I ended up here because I had a friend living here um, who basically convinced me to ditch winter for a while. Yeah. How and do you like that did. decision? with? <laughs> stick with it for a little bit <laughs> it's pretty good yeah, right yeah it kind of yeah. freaks me out to always have it be nice out but yeah in a good nice. way for a while that's good that's good yeah I was nostalgic for home in October for like three weeks you know thinking about fall the colors all that. yeah and everything and then my sister texted me it's snowing I was like oh never mind head to the beach <laughs> yeah, you really guys enjoy good. that yeah so. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So just fallen in love with cheese. And like you said, you've really fallen in love with the American cheeses. And they're not yeah. bad, right? Because 
get this. So I, I did a search, Carolyn, believe it or not. Um, yesterday I do a search, American cheese, Google. And what comes up? Terrible oh, no. cheese. The worst cheese in the world. I mean, still this day and age, I'm seeing that pop up on Google first when you type in the, the words American cheese. Yeah, yeah. And it's just not, mm-hmm. it's not bad anymore. And that's what I want to talk about today, that American cheese made in the USA really is okay, right? Mm-hmm. And we really want to focus, because you're, you're from the East Coast, um, kind of east of the mighty Mississippi. <laughs> and see what we've got out there, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So what you brought one today. Yes, I Let's did. just start with that because um, look at this beauty. I brought a half wheel of one of the best cheddars there is. It's Cabot Clockbound Cheddar. Um, and that's a cool story because one of the, I think, what most Americans, I mean, myself for sure when I started out, I, you know, we're most comfortable mm-hmm. with block cheddar. Yeah, you know, we the think orange. Cheddar, that, you know, orange, mm-hmm. we think of it as orange or white or sharp or extra sharp. And yeah, that's it. Those are the ways that we can think about it. But really, <laughs> traditionally, it it would have been made, um, you know, on a much smaller scale. You would have wrapped it in yeah. fabric. This is the English style. Yeah, um, it's and beautiful. And then lard, and then aged mm-hmm. it in your basement or your cave. Um, and, so and yes, what, she did say lard. I did. <laughs> L-A-R-D. Delicious. <laughs> um, and so um, Cabot actually does a lot of, I grew up knowing them as doing block cheddar. Exactly. Um, I think, yeah, people are very familiar with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Hunter Seriously Sharp was always Delicious. everybody's favorite. <laughs> and so what they do actually with this one, this is a weird collaboration that arose um, some years ago with a company called Jasper Hill, who we're going to talk about a little bit, who's really at the cutting edge of everything they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cabot started making these big, big round drums of cheddar and giving them to Jasper Hill to age in their caves. They have actual cheese caves. Nice. Um, and so Jasper Hill uh, um, ages them out and then distributes them across the country. Yeah. And they're just, they just amazing. It's beautiful because it's, it crosses into that old world cheddar mm-hmm. style, right? Yeah. And flavor. Um, because it has a lot of those light, bright, like super yogurty lactic yeah. notes that we come to expect from our cheddars. Mm-hmm. But it really has this other level of... Um, yeah. Of complexity, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful thing when, when you see it made in this style, but here in this mm-hmm. country. This is yeah. old English style cheddar. Yeah. Right? Bandage wrapped, mm-hmm. also aged in a cave, you know, aged to, to that way to pick up some of the smells of a cave type yeah. thing. Um, and so it's really cool that that is done here. So what mm-hmm. makes, do you think, it different of what Jasper Hill does than what they do in England? Than what they do in England? I mean, one of the main... Um, influences on the way a cheese is going to taste mm-hmm. obviously is terroir you yeah know? so what sure. the, what the cows are eating will influence the milk that yeah. you're going to get from them and then um even things like the bacteria that live in the cave mm-hmm. um are going to be different than something that you would find in like southwest england something sure. like that um that's probably a big a big part of it i think mm-hmm. um and one cool thing about um I guess it's important to talk about. So sometimes people are pretty surprised by the cost of um, small yes. artisan cheese. Art- definitely. <laughs> one of my favorite things to talk about, for instance, with Cabot Clockbound is that um, the way that one of the the reps from Jasper Hill who came out and chatted with us was nice enough to talk about it. Um, they have a huge guaranteed source of income almost from something like a bigger company aging this cheese there. Sure. And that enables them to do a lot of cool smaller projects with small creameries. Yeah. Um, and help dairy farmers in that area to turn their milk into award-winning cheese, which is much more profitable than milk at yeah, this point. Yeah, a gallon of milk. Right, right. Right. Cause, um, but then back to that on mm-hmm. the cost of that. So to give you an idea of how much milk is required to make yeah. a block of cheese like this, <laughs> picture on your counter about – 
eight to 10 gallons of milk. Everyone knows what that gallon jug looks like, right? So put that on the counter. That eight to 10 gallons of milk is going to yield only about a pound of cheese. This piece, Mm -hmm. what do you guess this piece weighs? This half a wheel right here. That half is probably 25 pounds. 25 pounds times 10 gallons is a lot of milk. That's a lot of cost right there. Just the milk, right? The milk cost. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you've got to produce this cheese, which takes a little bit of time, just the production to get it ready to be. Yeah, the expertise. You've got people to do this, you know, right? Mm -hmm. To to pay and to do. Got to make that cheese. But Mm -hmm. then you've got to age it for a while. You kind of like to have to house it into a cheese hotel um, for a little bit. And that that costs a bunch of money. Take care right? of it every day. Take care of it. You might turn it. You might brush it. You might do mm-hmm. something with it, right? So maybe that goes on for, what, two years? Could be yeah. up, you know, upwards of around 18 months, two years, say, mm-hmm. um, to take care of this little baby. That all costs money. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, on top of that, um, the company, say a Cabot, mm-hmm. um, they're paying the employees. you got to pay workers' comp. you got to pay insurance. Yeah. You pay all for this. Then you've got to transport this wheel here from Vermont, right? can't live without it here. We can't live without it. So they get a transport. Transport it. Suddenly, that piece of cheese costs yeah. a lot of money. It costs yeah. thirty dollars a pound. When you see all of the costs set up like that, then mm-hmm. you kind of can understand um, why cheese is an expensive yeah, proposition, especially right? Since you're not spreading those costs out over, you know, making, you know, vats and vats and vats of yes. this that you're then gonna, you know, the smaller production definitely keeps keeps costs a little bit mm-hmm. higher. Sure. Um, but I would say it's definitely worth it. It's worth it, right? When you get the flavor and you get just that one that one bite is all you need, and it's just it's so tremendous. You don't need a block of it to yeah. enjoy it. You need just a little wedge of it, and yeah. it's super satisfying. A little bit of everything. So this is a cheddar from Vermont. Mm-hmm. What other – then that's Jasper Hill mm-hmm. does the aging for the Cabot. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about Jasper Hill because that is a famed – probably yeah. one of the most famous Vermont uh, creameries. And, yeah. Right? yeah, and they're doing um, – they're doing really cool stuff. They have um, some wash-drying cheeses where you're washing it with salt water. Sometimes they're collaborating with uh, small breweries mm-hmm. to do their cheeses washed in beer. They have bloomy rind cheeses like brie and camembert. Delish. Um, sort of a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And they're even doing really cool things like um, they built a grain dryer, you know, to, to, dry, the, okay. to dry their hay, a yeah. hay dryer. Um, and that's something that they're involving the community. And so other people can start making a more elevated quality product. They really do a lot with the local, you know, the Vermont cheese scene in general. Yeah. Um, Super. Yeah. So that's a really cool. Uh, For Jasper. I think of what else I wanted yeah. to talk about with them because they're just so cool. Um, they're great. One of their neighbors, sort of relatively speaking, you know, from a California mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. is um, Springbrook Farm down in Reading. Okay. I wanted to talk about them a little bit too because they they do some French inspired um, cheeses. They have a, a Morbier, kind of an homage to Morbier called Ashbrook. Delish. Um, they have a Raclette. They mm-hmm. have Tarantaise. Um, they also have a nonprofit um, called uh, Farms for City Kids. Yeah, that is an awesome, awesome program, right? Yeah. Because as a cheesemaker, they are really dedicating more to profit, more to education than to profit yeah. on the cheeses, just to teach, right? Yeah, Get people inspired. They're a certified nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they do is they, if you can, if a school can get a group of kids to them, yeah. the kids work on the farm and they learn about, you know, all the fun stuff like mucking yeah. out and shoveling. And, right, right. Um, and cleaning. Exactly. And <laughs> milking. Exactly. And, and so yeah. as a bonus, they happen to have all this amazing cheese um, that we're sometimes able to get out here. But yeah. they really do a lot to bring the whole farming 
That's super cool. And they're very, obviously, small production, Mm -hmm. right? You're talking, and they're getting uh, milk from a farmstead, so local, very nearby farm, but not a lot of it, so that the production is really small. So it's really unique and rare when you get Mm to uh, enjoy a cheese from such a small, small creamery. It was funny, too, when... um, one of their people was here talking about their um, Ashbrook, which is their Morbier-style mm-hmm. cheese with that line of vegetable ash mm. through the middle. Delicious. Um, the way that they do it, um, she was saying, you know, sometimes you'll get this really beautiful, even line of ash through the middle, yeah. and sometimes <laughs> it'll be you'll cut into it, and it'll be like a little bit what askew. Happened? And yeah. She's like, yeah, we were like talking about our kids that day, you know, in yeah, the bakery. Just tipped, you know. Right? <laughs> you know, we were, you know, we were distracted talking about parent conferences or something. Sure. So it's made by real people and you can see the results of that. By real hands. You get, yeah. Which is the cool part. That's really awesome. Yeah. And yes. it could be like you said, um a ki- it could be kids that helps in that production. You mm-hmm. know, somebody that just learned how to do this. Um yeah. You know, that's from an expert cheesemaker on a small yeah. scale. But then let's go to a larger scale because Vermont also has Vermont Creamery, which yeah. is a really big facility. And they do a lot yeah. of varieties of cheese mm-hmm. with a focus on the goat milks, right? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. really central to the the evolution of artisan cheesemaking in the U.S. Mm-hmm. in general as well. Allison Hooper, um, who started the company, was actually... Um, working on a much smaller scale, like 30 years ago or so, there wasn't any understanding at all of what artisan cheese could be in the U.S. Um, And what started happening was that restaurants in New York were looking for amazing French cheese or French-style cheese, Mm -hmm. but they wanted a local source. And so she would start bringing the cheeses down from Vermont um, and selling to them, and that's yeah. I think that that there's some parallels with that happening on the West Coast as well at the same time. Exactly, like a Laura Chanel, mm-hmm. like uh, the the Cowgirl Creameries, the Cypress Groves, where they're just all sort of making milk for themselves and on their own, but then seeing that there's a need or a, a desire mm-hmm. for that delicious. Yeah, and and starting yeah. with you know the restaurants creating that demand, um, and then and then allowing that that allowing awareness to grow and their businesses to grow. Um, and Vermont Creamery has grown just so exponentially, and they've they've kept such a great consistency um, in their product. They were doing French style goat cheeses, the St. Albans, um, mm-hmm. which is named after the co-op in my hometown. Um, Crazy mm-hmm. is uh, their first aged cow's milk cheese. It's a it's a Saint Marcelin style, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit funky. It's in a little crock, and you can stick it in the oven and warm it up and eat it. Like so delicious. Yeah, <laughs> dip something or just dip your finger in it or. <laughs> It's um, <laughs> when that first came out. My mom yeah. sent me a picture of her dashboard, and she had gone into the St. Albans Co-op. Yeah, and she had bought like six of them. And she's like, lined them up. She's like, oh my god! Like, oh my mom, gosh! You're addicted. Tell daddy it's fondue. Yeah. like I don't know. That's perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely we're very proud of it. Um, yeah, and they are yeah they're going to be a little bit bigger. We're kind of towing that line between artisan. Um, and larger production because yeah. they were just um, purchased by Lando Lakes. Yeah, interesting, right? Which Phenomenon. Uh, when a small producer uh, becomes large, you know, how do you um, get larger and right. remain an artisan, right. right? And so as a, you know, I don't think Vermonters are a little bit resistant to change. Mm-hmm. And I think my <laughs> reaction to that was, oh, God, no, 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 no. You know, like we don't, don't do want, it. Yeah. Um, like outside influence in in our our products mm-hmm. or in our you know in our um, livelihoods, but I think that if anybody's going to do it right, it would be them. Yeah. Um. And they their explanation of it was really interesting. It was not that they want to take the product to a mass commodity level, um, which is I think the gut instinct that we would be concerned right. about. Um. Rather, Lando Lake sees specialty food, um, and cheese in particular is a valuable enough sector that they want to have a company 
um, like Vermont Creamery as part of their portfolio. Sure. So I think there's a huge upside to that. Yeah. Because then they've got some uh, backing, right, to maybe expand the farm. Maybe they can do um, uh, get more, you know, animals, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, more education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It gives them resources to do it. I think that's yeah. a real common thing. And so just like American cheese isn't always bad, being acquired by a corporation isn't always bad. It can provide uh, lots of resources to learn more things, and at the explore line, new things. You know, right. um, like everybody got a raise. You know, <laughs> exactly. That's, <laughs> that's a good still, thing. <laughs> that's employing people in in my hometown and, yeah. and home state, and that's really, mm-hmm. um, really cool. What they what they're saying that they plan is that they they want to keep their small scale cheeses mm-hmm. fairly. Yeah. Small scale and maybe expand. Or specialty shops and specialty occasions. Exactly. And, and um, just really keep the consistency going. And that's one of the things that we as cheesemongers really love about their product is that when Vermont Creamery stuff com- comes in, it's perfect. Exactly. It's yeah, that's really different. Perfect. As Jasper opposed to Hill saying, too, yeah. Like they, they do, you know, every time mm-hmm. we get Harbison, I don't know how they do it, but every time we split a wheel of Harbison, we're all like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever had. Ever. I say that every time, like <laughs> for years, crazy. every single time because yeah. it's so good to be so consistent. So that that's mm-hmm. really nice. But then on the flip side, it's also fun to have a different wheel each time and have it be completely different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like sometimes I don't want it to be the same. I'm like, what's it going to taste like this time? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's super fun too. Yeah. Um, to kind of just, you know, be surprised every time, especially with some of the newer, smaller creameries. Sure. That's a fun thing. Yeah. And there's um, more popping up all the time. Mm-hmm. I just saw, um, what did I see? The last count that there's um, over 900 artisan cheese producers in the USA now. Oh, wow. That's crazy, right? I mean, yeah. it just has exploded. Um, I keep going back to it. It's kind of like wine 20, mm-hmm. you know, 40 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be, you know, oh, California had a few wines and everything. And now on the global scale, there's so many boutique wineries and, and mm-hmm. such a thing. Cheese is the same way. There's a lot of people that just um, realize, right, the potential yeah. and the beauty of creating something from a basic ingredient, milk, mm-hmm. and making something <laughs> so super delicious. Yeah. And yeah. You can make go in any direction with it, which is so cool. It's so, so cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, I that's... even have a couple of French regulars who are willing to try some of they our are? American You're stuff. Eking it in? Are you sneaking it in uh, yeah. just so that they don't even know? <laughs> Some, yeah. Sometimes I get myself Beware. in a weird position where I've I've given them something that I know is not something they would ask me for, and Oops. then they like it, and I have to be like, "It's from America." I didn't mean to trick you. I didn't <laughs> want to do that, but I wanted you to have. But this. you gotta try it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the American beauties, right? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, you need to yeah. try Good Thunder. You know, you need to like that's one that good that stuff. Tell French us what what is this? Um, yeah, Good, good Thunder. Thunder is a wash drying cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, from Alamar Cheese Company, actually, in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, my geography is so terrible. Um, but it's a little um, funky, creamy cheese that's washed in an oatmeal stout, actually, from a, a brewery that's local to them. And yeah. so it's got all these, like, yeasty, dark, chocolatey, mm. chocolatey notes to Making it. hungry. And, yeah, and when it's really, really ripe, um, there's nobody who doesn't like it. Yeah. It's really... That good thunder really is good stuff. Special. So even the French yeah. you've convinced. Write that down, Couple. French people. Good thunder. It's really, really, really good. And we actually have another lady, a regular, who will come in and she'll say, I want the Beaufort, the Vacheron, um, you know, the uh, Sun Mar. Mm-hmm. I want all of these things. And then she'll get um, Goldette Tomet. Okay. Very good. From um, Bleeding Heart, actually. Mm-hmm. And so Shauna has made a cheese that, that, that regular people are, lady yeah. will add it to her laundry list of 10 absolute French classics. And mm-hmm. she'll say, and that one. And that one. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Yeah. Another artisan of, of the many, like we said, yeah. 900 out there, but some are stand. They really, really stand out. And what really stands out, too, which you bring up a, a point, a lot of the names you've mentioned – 
have been ladies. Yes. It's been women in the <laughs> cheese world. Hooray, girls. Go, girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and kind of historically, I think it's because, you know, um, a lot of people, ju- they just started making cheese because they had excess milk. Again, that's the, the whole history of cheese is because what do you do with milk before it goes bad? Turn it into cheese, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of these ladies did this. They are the pioneers of the cheese world. I mean, yeah. honestly, in the artisanal cheese world, hats off to the ladies. Yeah, I mean, you um, have your Allison Hooper yeah. from Vermont Creamery, and you have um, Helen Grayson, and right? you have um, Judy Shad. Yep, Judy Shad, the cowgirls. Yep. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, and it's really, really, it's really cool. Yeah. And exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have an absolute favorite of all the ones we've talked about oh, from your Vermont? Let's let's stick with Vermont. I have like, to take have a Vermont a, yes, favorite. Yes, let's, let's stick with Vermont. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, my favorite cheese from Vermont isn't isn't made by um, – and I think this says a lot about Vermont, Vermont's cheese-making tradition. It's not even made by a professional yeah. um, company. It's mm-hmm. made by uh, – the neighbors of some people who sell cheese to a farm that I used to work on. Oh my on. gosh, that's like and so European, that's so Italian, <laughs> right? Or just yeah, the neighbor made it's a, it. It's a goat's milk cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a couple different seasonings and they do, um, they had like a red pepper one and it's yeah. just compulsive. And they have, you know, Fresh. three goats and they all have French names. So there was like Josephine, Jacqueline, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but that's probably my all time favorite. And one of the yeah. things that really, probably if you're going to trace back, my inspiration mm-hmm. for being a cheesemonger comes from comes from that somebody down yeah. you know wanting to buy from somebody down the road just um, falling in love yeah yeah but if i'm going to pick gosh <laughs> i know it's hard to pick one right yeah today i really like tarantes um from springbrook mm-hmm. and that one's hard to get uh, but my sister texted me the other day and said i'm going to make a sandwich with leftovers from easter yeah um, i have a roast beef and i have this and i have this and i was like go get tarantays <laughs> i melted it all over that <laughs> right right yeah. very good she's still you know she can go to burlington and she can get you know you can get that yeah. much more regularly than you can here right um, so celebrating your your own local regions is really important i think too because i always have this interesting compulsion where you know i can remember something like wabash cannonballs from Capriole. What a great name. In a. Indiana. You yeah. know, this amazing little um, goat cheese that we, mm-hmm. that Pastoral carries all the time and as a favorite. And I always want, I have this pull, like, you know, I want, I want the cannonballs. I want to sell them here. I want yeah. to, I want to eat them. <laughs> um, <laughs> really the motive is. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's sort of this balance between fighting that, that urge to have the product and, and be able to share it with our customers. Yes. Um, and then the reality that I'm asking somebody to ship a two ounce ball of cheese here from Indiana. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> so I think that um, helping people learn what's really, really worth celebrating in their region mm-hmm. is really important. Sure. And it's one of my favorite questions when people come in here from visiting from other places and they say, what do you have that's local? You know, what's your most local exactly. thing that I can get? Yeah. And then we have Stepladder um, from yeah. Cambria. From Cambria, yeah, yeah. This is good. So that is a it, – it's neat to see that it's um, – accessible and permeating and showing up everywhere yeah you know even though san diego's it's not we're, we're not farmland here this is it's hard to make a local cheese here yeah. in san diego um but you can find stuff good stuff just here in california up the road. yeah just up the road just up the yeah. road but for people in california like myself who have never been to vermont mm-hmm. want to unveil what you've come up yes. with caroline oh yeah. my gosh so um what we have come up with we this fall are going to be doing our very first vermont tour um, we're going to do a Vermont cheese tour, and we're going to get to see um, some of the, the places that we've been talking about. Yeah. We're going to get to visit Jasper Hill mm-hmm. um, and have them teach us about what they do, um, get to you know meet the cows that 
They make the milk. Which is awesome, <laughs> right? From the, from the I guess, I want to say udder to cutter yeah. is what I usually like to say. Because <laughs> yeah. it starts with the milk and the udder, yeah. and then it gets to the cheese case, you know, on the cutter. Yes. So you're going to see it all. And Jasper <laughs> mm-hmm. Hill is the one that they're, they're into that affinage, that age, mm-hmm. aging of the cheese. So they've got an extensive network of cheese caves, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming we'll get to take a peek into yes. on this tour. Yes. Yeah. Um, and kind of talk to them about how that's evolved and um, really get into, you know, what makes their cheese so special and um, they're also in a beautiful part of the country there yeah. in the Northeast Kingdom okay. of Vermont, which is mountains and lakes. And that time of year, it won't be freezing cold. So Yes, because it is <laughs> September 28th to October 1st, everybody. And you can yeah. look on the website under our uh, schedules of mm-hmm. events and classes, and there's a whole itinerary there. Mm-hmm. It should be the most yeah. beautiful week of the year. Oh, I hope. You, you should know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope so. We hope so. Yeah. It was so funny. I was oh. talking to Rob, who's from here, mm-hmm. about planning this. He's like, yeah, we could go in like the late fall. And I was like, Early fall. Early fall. Yeah. And he's like, for Californians. October. And I was like, end of September. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> you know best. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Yeah. So a little weekend in New England with Jasper yeah. Hill. And you mentioned Springbrook as Spring well. Springbrook. We're going to stop at Vermont Creamery. Vermont Creamery. Um, Great. And the goats. Will we get to meet goats? Yes. yes. We will meet goats. Awesome. <laughs> we will meet. We'll hang out with goats. Yeah. Um, we're going to do. Springbrook is so well set up to do education. Yes. Um, we're definitely going to hang out there for a day and um, hang out with, mm. the, you know, Meet the makers, meet the animals. Yeah. Get to see some of that beautiful foliage. Yes, and that countryside. Mm-hmm. isn't It's known as the Green Mountain State, but I guess in that time of year, is it the Gold Mountain yes. State? Yes, it, it'll be red, <laughs> orange, and yellow. Yeah, uh-huh. really, really perfect. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's going to be a super, super nice uh, weekend. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be, yeah. you know, and, and I really want to share with people this, um, the you know, the, the real tradition of, of why companies like this can be so successful and make such amazing cheese. It's not, they didn't start out with an image in mind. They started out because they really believe in the product. Sure. I mean, Jasper Hill, a taste of place is a huge part um, of, 100%. of what they do. And so yeah. really staying authentic to to the Vermont market um, and Vermont cheesemakers and um, that lifestyle. I think I really want to share that with people yeah. here, you know, who maybe haven't seen that. Yeah, I think it's the closest. It feels to me Vermont because I haven't been myself, so I okay. super think this is awesome. Um is when people go to Italy and you order your, you get your mozzarella or your burrata. There's nothing like eating it there. Yeah. When you are sitting in the terroir where this comes from <laughs> exactly. and you eat it there and taste it, it's completely different. And yeah. it's just even that more magical than um, buying it somewhere else. You Going know? back to my exactly. favorite lunch being like a cucumber that I picked and a fresh, yes. you know, a fresh cheese from somebody up the road. Right. Um, there's Perfect. nothing like being, being there and really mm-hmm. being part of, the production and yeah. you know getting to meet the people who do it, learning why they do it. Yeah, um, that's really super. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be. I think it'll be really cool. That is really great. So September twenty yeah. eighth to yeah. October first. Anybody wants to join us? Yes, It'll be very delicious. But in the meantime, I'm going to be driving the van. So. You're going to be your <laughs> <laughs> driver for better or worse. Right she, you can trust her. She's really. <laughs> I think she's good. Um, in the meantime, what's new at Liberty Station? If people what's pop new? in and yeah. like, what do you think? uber spectacular you brought one here what is this little guy one of the things that i'm loving right now um and really want to share with people is some of the cheeses that we're getting from the southeastern united states Mm -hmm. um including in this case tennessee this is um sequatchie cove they're a a new-ish creamery that makes a really we i haven't even had everything that they make um sequatchie yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) we carry two of their blues right now um bellamy blue and um I believe it's pronounced shake rag, but I, I can so. I'm, tell. I'm not sure too. Shake rag, shake rag. <laughs> like half of these, I'm googling. Yeah, um, and it reminds me of um, 
when I was at Pastoral, one of my coworkers actually like sneak called a hardware store in the town of Owliot in New York because we were carrying that cheese. That's a funny word. <laughs> we were nobody could figure it out. And one of my coworkers like looked in, you know, basically looked up online their phone book and called the Owliot general store or something and just waited for them to pick up and then was like ha <laughs> that's <laughs> so how you say it <laughs> um so with these funny place names where i've never yeah. never been i've never been to tennessee um but sequachi uh, cove does some wash drines they yeah, do they beautiful. do a little morbier um sort of homage mm-hmm. as well as i think is pronounced coppinger or coppinger again i'm like <laughs> somebody please tell me like somebody i know help, i know this is delicious yeah uh, but i don't know how to pronounce it <laughs> um and yeah, so I brought in there. Um, it's called Make a Jack. It's a Johnny Cash reference. Make a Jack. Okay. Um, and it's a wash rind. It's kind of beefy, kind of popcorn-y. Um, it came in pretty young, so they're really bright. And they're not too funky yet. If people are mm-hmm. scared of that, I'm going to, like, sneak them into the wash rind territory with gotcha. this. Gotcha. Yep. Just, oops, try uh, this one. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. I like um, it. So that's really cool. I always love the stepladder stuff. We really, really try to And that's the one you said just up the road that. in um, Cambria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess my dual focus right now. Um, aside from the perpetual Vermont bias, of, of which I try to be pretty <laughs> upfront about, coast to coast. <laughs> um, so the uh, stepladder, obviously, and the yeah. local stuff, but um, all these great cheeses from the southeast that are popping up. Um, I think that that uh, that region is really going to be the next yeah, kind fun of an one. explosion, yeah, yeah, of new things. Yeah, you have your and boxcar. And yeah. Oh, right. There's mm-hmm. so many. You could go on days. I yeah. mean, there are hundreds. Probably thousand now different mm-hmm. just American cheeses. Yeah. Um, and none of which yeah. are called Velveeta or Kraft or right. anything like that, right? <laughs> but what you, you you've mm-hmm. touched on it a couple times. You're like in the style of Morbier, in mm-hmm. the style of Reclet, in the style of some of these great European yeah. things. But I think, and don't you agree, what makes American cheeses so cool is that we're we're not um ad- forced to adhere to traditional rules. Mm-hmm. Um, traditional ways of doing things. Yeah. So then the creativity runs amok, yeah. right? And That's gets really crazy. Big picture-wise, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's really interesting because you have all these great cheeses of the world. You know, the, the recipes have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. And there, you know, you have your AOC name, protect, mm-hmm. name protections. You have Roquefort. You have Stilton. You have Taleggio. Um, all these amazing cheeses. And one of the things that makes them great is that they have to be made in this exactly this sure. such a specific way every yeah. time you know the milk has to come from you know within 20 miles of the dairy and right. it has to be super comforting yep super yep. yeah mm-hmm. and and so that Classic. i think that while that allows these really celebrated cheeses to thrive mm-hmm. um and allows the people who make them to thrive right. um we sort of get the flip side upside of it here in the u.s where we don't have to make you know if you if you make Taleggio is the example that mm-hmm. I like to make. Sure. You know, that's probably something that your family's been making for generations, and that's the cheese that you're going to make if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you live in Italy, and you're in this. Yeah. There's a market for it. Right. You know, people recognize mm-hmm. it. You can sell it. Um, but if you're, you know, Helen Grayson in yeah. Virginia, you can make whatever you want. Right. And I'm going to call it whatever I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or if you're in, in Connecticut and you want to yeah. make a little cheese and call it hooligan and have it just be the funkiest, barnyardiest amazing cheese ever <laughs> yeah yeah buttermilk yeah. washing buttermilk why not yeah, yeah. exactly so you really can do good. um yeah you can do a bandage cheddar but you can do it with you know grass from vermont cows sure. and call it whatever you want you yeah can do all the amazingly creative stuff that shauna does at bleeding heart i can't yeah kind of get over it. you might say in the style of a manchego or mm-hmm. in the style of something like that but then it takes it and, and americanizes it yeah. you know and takes that adventure in that spirit way. of adventure yeah. And, yeah and changes it into something just magic mm-hmm. which is super fun which again makes 
cheeses made in the USA are okay. Yeah. <laughs> and better they should than. be tried. Yeah. Um, if you come to the shops, we will make you try them uh-huh. <laughs> and Maybe slip some in because you. they're really, really delicious. Um, yeah. So thank you, Caroline. Yeah. yeah. And um, happy you. cheese eating, everybody out there. And uh, see you next week. Meet <laughs> on Tuesday. Ciao. Bye. Oh, <laughs> 